0: Thank you for once again tuning into the Six Pack Podcast, your one stop stop for all things Wisconsin sports. If you are listening and you have not yet subscribed, please do so on your podcast platform of choice. Leave a nice review, some kind words. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, hit the, ooh, hit the subscribe button, uh, hit the like button, helps other people find the show. I wanted to get in here really quickly uh, on a Friday afternoon, Friday evening, whenever you might be listening to this, uh, to hit some quick words on the Wisconsin men's basketball team uh, this season. If you are just checking in to college basketball, as it takes a little bit of people time to check in, wait for college football season to end, and then you know check in a little bit more on the on the winter sports calendar. It's a good year. For Wisconsin, uh, for the Wisconsin Badgers, and if you are already tuned in, um, I have some thoughts on the season so far here, and, um, and some words that I'll be publishing at uh, Wisconsin Sports Heroics. Those will be up uh, before tomorrow morning, before Wisconsin plays its next game tomorrow after noon. Tomorrow being Saturday uh, at one fifteen PM. Also. Hang around in this podcast feed because, again, we have a very special guest who I already recorded an episode with uh, to preview the Packers-Bears game while the Packers, with a win, can clinch a playoff spot in the NFL do something that uh, Aaron Rodgers couldn't do last season uh, with the Green Bay Packers. But this season for Wisconsin basketball has been, I want to say, surprisingly successful But I haven't really been that surprised so far. Before the season started, I thought this was a team that could compete um, for a top-four spot in the Big Ten. And I think the difference from where I was then to where I am now was that I would be surprised if this team didn't finish uh, for a top-four spot in the Big Ten. Um, And that is because of not just how well this team has been playing, how good this team looks, but also there's been some teams in the Big Ten this year that have disappointed. Frankly, the Big Ten is not uh, what it has been the last few seasons. The Big Ten is having a down season. Um, If you follow me and the podcast, either me at Kedrick Stumbrus or the podcast at Scotty Sixpack on the website formerly known as Twitter, you'll know that earlier in the year I was tracking basically day-to-day game-to-game, the big games in the Big Ten um on the non-conference schedule. And Big 10 teams did not fare very well against power conference teams in the non-league portion of the college basketball schedule. It is something that has put a little bit of a damper on, you know, the the accolades that are going to come for teams that finish in the top half of the Big 10. It's going to be a little bit harder Uh, If you're not, you know, a top six team in the league to have a resume that makes you worthy of an NCAA tournament spot where the Badgers are faring. However, now now is that they're, I I mean, a surefire NCAA tournament team, in my opinion, unless they completely collapse down the stretch. Um, Notably. The the CBS Sports Ion College Basketball Podcast, hosted by uh, Gary Parish and Matt Norlander of CBS, they asked a question in an episode earlier this week about can Illinois without uh, its its star player Terrence Shannon, who is suspended for the program because he has been formally charged um, with some pretty gruesome allegations. Um, he is, he is maintaining his innocence, Ter- Terrence Shannon is, but um, in the meantime, he is no longer with the Illinois basketball program. But Illinois has looked very good. Um, Illinois has a big game against uh, Purdue tonight, if you are listening to this, ahead of that game, uh, which will be you know two of the potentially top three teams of the Big Ten. Which brings me to the, the question that was posed on this podcast, which is, without Terrence Shannon, can Illinois finish as a top three team in the Big Ten? And it was interesting because they were listing off the teams that Illinois would have to you know, beat out for that spot. And this is a national college basketball podcast, so they don't necessarily talk about Wisconsin a whole bunch. Um, and I was like, oh, this would be an interesting place for them to actually talk about Wisconsin. And instead, Matt Norlander goes, okay, well, let's just put Purdue-Wisconsin 1-2 just for the sake of conversation. And just glossed over it. That's the weird point where we are. Where it is. At least some people are kind of just glossing over. Wisconsin is going to be a top three team in the Big Ten this year. After this wasn't an NCAA tournament team last season. This is a much, much, much improved basketball team from last year. Particularly on the offensive end of the floor. I do think they've taken maybe not a, a small, small step back defensively. Um, but that's because they have some new pieces on the team. Um, we'll get to that in a second. But th- their biggest thing is they they've made a massive jump offensively. Uh, I have some words about that in the the article that I I mentioned uh, that will be published over at Wisconsin Sports Heroics for uh, Wisconsin's game tomorrow morning. Some words about that offensive improvement. But last year, Wisconsin's offense finished um, ranked 140th at Ken Palm in adjustable. In adjusted offensive efficiency, this year the Badgers rank 15th in the country so far. In adjusted offensive efficiency, went from going from 140 to 15th. This is a team that looks really, really good. This is a team that hasn't taken really any head scratching losses. Maybe uh, a loss to Providence at Providence early in the season. The third game of the season is a little bit of a head scratcher because Badgers just came out flat. Uh, but there was also, you know, just a few days and travel removed from a really tough game against Tennessee, a, a team that looks really good, a team that is ranked uh, seventh at Ken Palm in the country right now. Um, and Wisconsin scraped and scraped to try to, you know, stay in that game. We lost by ten, but put up a fight against a team that I, I think looks really good. Um, got blown out by Arizona, but Arizona's done that to pretty much everybody. Um. Except for their weird loss to Stanford, where Stanford shot the lights out of the gym. But Wisconsin's offense has looked fantastic and they have not put up a stinker in any performance so far. Uh and in big part that that is due to them having a, a new number one contributor on the team in AJ Store. AJ Store transferred in. He is a, a sophomore from St. John's. Um chose not to play with uh Rick Petino just to come play at wisconsin for greg guard and in talking in the games i've attended um for for badger notes another side i write for aj store really 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 does embrace the the work the process that greg guard puts those teams through getting better as a defender getting better shots up not settling for for contested mid-range shots getting to the hoop getting to the free throw line um he is the most used player per possession um, on Wisconsin's roster right now. Uh, he's one of the most used players per possession in the country. Uh, ranks 150th in that metric, according to Ken Palm. This is a guy who's getting a lot of handle on the ball um, and is doing a lot of work. He he is taking 25% of the shots for Wisconsin right now, according to Ken Palm. Just a ton. But he's putting in a lot of that work, not turning the ball over, and is Wisconsin's leading scorer. You know, I, I would hope if you're seeing that super high usage rate and getting that amount of shots up, uh, you you are not turning the ball over. But you know, right right now, complete newcomer to the team, complete newcomer to to Greg Guard's defense. He's averaging over 15 points a game. He's averaging uh, half a steal a game. Couple of rebounds. I mean, he looks he looks really good. Um, and me- meanwhile, this team that that AJ Store connection has has made this team look quite a bit deeper. Um, and there are guys that you would think are going to get minutes who just aren't getting minutes this year. Uh, I I was really impressed coming into this season. Uh, with guys like Marcus Ilver and their their improvement, uh, what it looked like Nolan Winter, the freshman, how much he might be able to play, but they haven't been getting a ton of minutes just because they haven't needed them to. Um, Connor Segean, who lit up for the three point line for a good chunk of last season as a freshman, wasn't really getting any minutes for a lot of the problem being his his work on the defensive end, trying to get a lot better there in that aspect of his game it just hasn't come together but all the season has shown is that he can get up the three ball hasn't been hitting it you know, for for a while now because he went down through a cold stretch near the end of last season as well hasn't been hitting it he hasn't been great at getting to the hoop to shoot you know it, near the restricted area and when you can't defend it's hard to stay on the court that way meanwhile John Blackwell, another freshman, has shown, you know, ability to basically create at three levels from beyond the three-point line. He can handle the ball a little bit, uh, gets to the free-throw line. He has something like an absurd um, free-throw rate, rate of getting to the line right now. Um, I was thinking about this stat earlier, uh, and I can't do not have the number. Oh, yeah, I do. I do have the number in front of me. Um, yeah, he is. He is second on the team in, in free throw rate, in free throw rate, number of free throw attempts per field goal attempt, um, just behind Carter Gilmore, which is a little bit of a, uh, <laughs> a little bit of an outlier, I, I would say, because Carter Gilmore doesn't get a ton of shots up. Um, so yeah, John Blackwell has been really impressive. AJ Store has been really impressive. Looks like he's really, you know, co- coachable. Um, and this has led to a Wisconsin basketball team that I I think is. A surefire team to make the NCAA tournament. A team that you know ranked 13th at Ken Palm right now. I, I think a team that is real shot at making the second weekend uh, and maybe even winning a game in the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. It's it's going to be a fun year. Uh, this team right now projects as having, according to Ken Palm, a 14 and six record in the Big Ten, a 22 and nine record overall. Last season, this team finished nine and eleven. In the Big Ten, that's a five-game improvement. Uh, that's huge. Um, it's also a five-game improvement overall uh, because they finished seventeen and thirteen last season. And th- this team's gonna t- take some lumps. It's gonna it's gonna take a weird loss or two because that's just the way college basketball works. But the arc of the season, I think, looks really really positive right now for for wisconsin basketball uh because they do not have the problem they did last season where sometimes they would just go and not make a shot for forever because they have so many people who can create for them inside the paint outside the paint uh chucky hepburn who hasn't been scoring at a great great rate this year but because wisconsin one hasn't needed them to and two that's just not what he's best at doing he's best as a facilitator and now chucky hepburn actually has weapons to facilitate back to chucky hepburn was better arguably his freshman season um when he was just facilitating to Johnny Davis because not because Johnny Davis was just good um but because that's what Chucky e. Hepburn does best and when Chucky e. Hepburn can facilitate to Stephen Crowell who has been awesome and when Stephen Crowell goes off he goes off he has an effective field goal percentage that ranks 34th in the country and a true shooting percentage that ranks 45th in the country that's a top 40 player top 50 player in the country basically has an extremely high offensive rating, according to Ken Palm. Uh, he's playing at like a top 100 player in the country, a, a top a, a top center. Um, and Steven Crow gets going. He's a weapon. Tyler Wall can do a whole bunch of stuff, including just being a great defender. John Blackwell, freshman phenom who, you know, tapes starting to come come in on him, and, and he'll be tested in the Big Ten, but when he gets going, it, Max Klesman hasn't been going on, on the offensive end of the floor as much, but you can see he he starts to take over. He starts to hit shots and he looks really, really good at, at times. Um, you add AJ Storr into the mix there, and that's not all of those guys are going to go cold all at once. And if Connor Sejan gets going at some point in time, it's going to help a lot um, at a real three point shooting threat because that is the one area in which Wisconsin is hurting this year. Interestingly enough, you think too. Wisconsin Badgers basketball teams of the past. You say, okay, they have great offense, but it relies on a three point shot. Not this here. They have a really good offense, top fifteen offense according to Ken Pom, and they are only really making thirty-two percent of the three pointers. They're the two hundred and seventeenth ranked three point shooting percentage in the country. That's not great. They're they're getting these shots inside the paint. They're getting these shots at the free throw line, making their free throws, not turning the ball over. They're 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 Steel percentage is top 10 in the country on offense. They, they turn the b- ball over far fewer times than anybody else. Turnover percentage on offense is 54. And they're a top 100 team at turning the ball over on the opposite end of the floor. It um, helps that you got a couple of guys, Max Kleisman, um, Chucky Hepburn, who are great at, great at generating those steals. And John Blackwell has shown a capacity to generate those steals already this season. Uh, this is going to be a fun season for, for Wisconsin basketball. And so if you have not tuned in yet, tune in, Tune in tomorrow. Tune in on Saturday at one fifteen to see this team take on Nebraska. Um, I'm going to have an article uh, about how Wisconsin looked and how the Wisconsin basketball program was looking the last time uh, they played Nebraska and where things are going now. Uh, but those are some short words there. Uh, that article will be up by tomorrow morning uh, before that game tips off. We'll be there like. Early in the morning um so you should be able to wake up overnight and see that over at wisconsin sports heroics um or you can find it by following me on twitter at kedrick stumbress or follow the podcast at scanny six pack to get the latest updates in wisconsin sports and the latest podcast episode that will also be in your feed tomorrow morning already recorded um as me and a very special guest to the podcast uh break down the chicago bears and green bay packers week 18 game Bears and Packers meet for the first time in 17 weeks as Chicago tries to get its first win in 10 meetings between these two teams. Justin Fields, who has not yet Beating the Green Bay Packers. I had a lot of th- thoughts about Justin Fields uh, on yesterday's episode if you have not uh, yet listened to that. But thank you again for listening to this episode of the Scotty Six-Pack Podcast. Uh, subscribe where if you find your podcast, leave a review, five stars, kind comments. If you're watching on YouTube or if you would like to watch on YouTube, subscribe there to Scotty Six-Pack. Uh, like that video and we will talk to you again real soon.